Hello everyone, I'm DP, which today we can stand for Drum Roll Please, and welcome to Peculiar Pastimes. The show about weird, strange, and wonderful hobbies, the history behind them, and the very human heart that connects us to them. This week's topic, instrument repair. Music is perhaps one of the fundamental hobbies. Whether listening or playing, we as humans have a bizarre fascination with music. There are so many different ways to make music, whether it be clapping, snapping, or singing. And of course, instruments. They are in fact quite instrumental to the playing of music. From pianos to guitars to trumpets and violins to harmonicas, flutes, and even kazoos. There are many instruments of note that we use to make our music. While playing instruments may not be everyone's forte, they do need to be repaired. Snapped strings, rusty valves, and layers of dust are all compulsive and compounding problems that need to be solved. Which is why today's episode is a little unique. We won't really be talking too much about the four or five instruments I can play with some level of skill. Though that's a subtle flex in there for you. I want to more so focus on the artistry and craftsmanship that goes into these. I have the most experience repairing and maintaining brass instruments, but there's lots of different ways you can go about this craft. If you have the precision, you can even make your own instrument. Like, some people make their own guitars out of wood. But before we get to that, I just want to spend a quick second talking about a little bit of the history behind this. There's nothing really that I want to cover because it's a little bit like a figuring out a chicken and egg situation. Music is a fundamental part of humanity, built in the fabric of our existence. So it's hard to say when instruments became part of our history. The most likely scenario is that some Neanderthal picked up a rock and began clapping it together. Boom. History of music. There you go. I do want to focus on a couple interesting facts about musical instrument making. So most people have heard of the composing greats like Mozart, Tchaikovsky, or Litz, and you know, vaguely understand that there's things like classical music in the world. Lots of people may have even heard of the great luthiers and violin makers like Stradivarius, perhaps the most famous violin maker that's ever lived. In fact, one thing that's so interesting is that violins are still handmade in Cremona, Italy, the hometown of Antonio Stradivari. To meticulous precision and with the same special practices, violin making from that region is on the UNESCO World Heritage List. It's an ancient art form to make and maintain these violins. There's even an international school of violin making in Cremona that teaches the art. Instrument making like this may feel a little bit like a lost or dying art form. And in some ways it kind of is. But just like everything in the digital age, there's always a YouTube tutorial out there waiting. Yet, for obvious reasons, most people don't decide to take this route. It's difficult to make your own instrument. Why spend so much time and money on making your instrument when you could just buy one off the rack and focus on the difficulty of actually playing the instrument. So I'm not advocating that we should all make our own instruments. There's a lot of delicate care and components that go into making instruments. But one thing we can do is learn to repair them. 
though I won't claim that I'm a master luthier, even a luthier at all, I've never repaired a guitar, or anything with strings, really. My humble origins start in high school band class, when my teacher told me to give my trumpet a bath. I was a little skeptical, to say the least, but he nodded and explained that I could disassemble each part of my trumpet and showed me which parts to set aside and not wash and which ones I could just dunk right into the water. Showed me how to oil and lubricate all the slides and valves. If you're a good instrument owner, you'll take your instrument in every now and then for a cleaning or a tune-up, at least if it's a brass or woodwind instrument. But there's something that feels so much better and satisfying about cleaning and maintaining your own instrument. I can remember putting my trumpet into one side of the kitchen sink and marveling how it just barely fit inside. This next came the strange assortment of cleaning snakes and brushes to scrub the, in the interior of the instrument clean. The perfectly polished brass on the outside gives way to a tarnished and humid interior. It's a little gross, but highly satisfying. I never really needed to give my trumpet a bath all that often in the beginning because I did what I mentioned earlier and simply sent it into the music store to get serviced. But even within the few short years that I had started playing, the repair center moved to the nearest major city. If I wanted repairs, I would be without my instrument for a week or sometimes longer. I started playing at a higher level later in high school leading the jazz band, playing in a pit orchestra, doing concert band all at once, it became more and more important that I had my instrument at all times. It just got to the point out of necessity where I needed to clean and maintain my instrument, only sending it in for the worst, most unmanageable dents. Though the thing that really got me interested in the craft was when I inherited my grandfather's valve trombone. For the uninitiated, a valve trombone is a trombone with valves. Seems pretty simple, right? Well, the problem is brass instruments that haven't been used in a long time get stuck. The valves get stuck, the slides get stuck, the spit valves get stuck. Pretty much anything metal that moves needs lubrication, otherwise it won't move, or it will damage the valves in the process. I once again opened YouTube and found a fascinating series by the U.S. Army Field Band, of all places, on how to repair your different instruments. It's a fascinating enough video series just to watch, let alone learn from. It took me a good few days of work to get everything in proper working condition. Some of that time was just spent patiently trying to coax stuck valves and slides out so I could actually service them. There was something exceptionally fine about disassembling and reassembling that trombone. I wonder if that's what car mechanics feel like when they restore old engines. You use your hands not to build something, but to repair it to its original shape and reform it to like new. I'm sure that making the instruments has a similar feeling to it as well. The level of detail required to place each piece or to make sure everything fits together smoothly is unmatched. It's not exactly a relaxing hobby, and probably more of a byproduct of other musical hobbies than anything, but it stands on its own in music. It is neither a performance nor a recording, but a mutable shape that affects both. It is instrumental to the playing of music, 
but largely overlooked. Aside from the famous brands, no one thinks about who made or repaired their instrument. Even if you know your guitar is a Les Paul, do you know who made it? In today's industrialized society, the answer is probably a machine. But you can take back some of that joy yourself. Maybe as easy as replacing a string, or as hard as a stuck valve. But it's not truly about the repair. It's about claiming ownership of your music through your instrument. I know this is waxing poetic a little bit, but the instrument is an essential part of you and your music, of being a musician. It's about time we started treating it as such. Even just knowing the story behind your instrument makes it all that much better. Like when I play my father's cornet, and that has been passed down for two generations now, it feels somehow different than playing my own instrument, more weighty and more symbolic. It's because music is one of those art forms that is just as much about the technical performance and tools as it is about the artistry and the story behind it. That's one of the beautiful things about the hobby. It marries technicality and art so well. The fact that our tools can even make these sounds is incredible, but they also need our help to get there, whether that's through a repair or through a story. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Peculiar Pastimes. Make sure to leave a rating, follow wherever podcasts are available, and I'll see you all next week.